0: Hello and welcome to the PropTech Hot Seat I, Property Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we explore the trends and the technologies driving innovation across the built environment and we have brought to you in partnership with PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors and indeed industry leaders. So in the PropTech Hot Seat today is Matt Ellis, CEO and co-founder of Measurable, the world's fastest growing sustainability software. Measurable enables the commercial real estate industry to measure, manage and rate ESG performance, so that it can make better, wiser, and more profitable decisions. Matt, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Delighted to be here, Carol. Thank you. Uh, Matt, ESG, and particularly um, the sustainability side of that, is such a hot topic at the moment. Um, But the criticisms always come back, and the shortcomings always come back to measurement. So I might ask you, because I know you have clients globally, um, including Ireland, so you might just give us an overview on where you see uh, we, where we are in terms of monitoring and measuring um, to reach our sustainability goals?
1: Well, we're at an inflection point for the reasons you just mentioned, Carol. We now recognize that the most critical thing we can do to transform our economy, not just the property industry, but our economy, to more sustainable footing, is measure and objectively measure and share that information. It's interesting that everything past that is where people seem to have focused. All the building technologies to improve performance and decarbonize, but what we ran into was this more basic question, which is, can we trust the data that we're actually getting before we make any decisions about it? And I think that that's now where we've come back to in a good way.
0: And um, I, I think that's interesting when you talk about can we trust the data because um, over the last number of years, you know, certainly over the past ten years, a lot of what prop tech and construction technology has been doing has been uh, compiling data and real estate businesses weren't very good at using that well. And then particularly in Europe when GDPR uh, regulations came in, people were quite fearful of data. So they were collecting it, storing it, not necessarily knowing how to use it, being very fearful, but they weren't using it to make critical decisions. They weren't using for the insights that could be generated. And I think that's where the technology has really played a role. So you might just talk to us in terms of, data we can trust can we get specific about that like are there are there some common metrics
1: yes there are common metrics i think when it comes to esg specifically but there's a bigger point that you're onto around data in the real estate business broadly written but when it comes to real real estate sustainability we've often fixated rightly or wrongly on energy carbon water and sometimes even waste Then you get in past uh, those key utilities to things like indoor air quality and attendant experience and health and well-being metrics. You get into the building envelope. You get into construction and debris and refuse. So it starts to expand. You get into physical climate risk. What's the risk of the assets in your lovely background to flood um, or other devastating climate hazards? What we know that those are not material to ESG, but or to real estate, but the only way that we can act on them is that we trust them to your point. And when it comes to those specific metrics, there was actually quite a bit of confusion around that. Surprisingly, the way that we measured carbon was different for different investor disclosures. We would pick certain numbers and change the operating perimeter of our buildings or our portfolios and pull some in and maybe pull some out. And so you had this whole diversity where a a customer of ours conceivably could report many different things to many different stakeholders. Now, this is where regulation is also very very helpful because we're beginning to see a collapse or consolidation in a healthy way to a common set of metrics and methods of measurement and disclosure.
0: And do you know, I, I'm taking on board what you're saying, and I think you made a very good point just before we came in air. And I think it's absolutely worth repeating here that sustainability, it's a regulated reality of uh, the real estate business right now. Um And we know that greenwashing has really been called out in a lot of places. But actually, I, I maybe have a different view of this. You know, I, I'm not a cynical. So where I see businesses start to make an effort um you know what what has been referred to as greenwashing i genuinely see as a real estate industry trying to grapple with the challenges trying to understand them trying to see where their role fits in um in terms of collecting the data and then the actionable, uh, the actions that need to be taken, but there's there's still huge confusion, and I know this because, quite frankly, uh, you know, um, eighteen months ago, twenty four months ago, my my LinkedIn feed was full of colleagues who I knew to be qualified in other areas to announce their appointments as sustainability managers, sustainability champions, sustainability directors. Like congratulations. But every you know, we know that that wasn't backed with knowledge and that's no criticism to the people there. So uh, and I don't see that as greenwashing. I see that as a genuine um signal of a, a real estate in the company's uh, intent to say, look, we're taking this seriously, but it's a journey. And we have to be very honest about where we are in the journey. And that's why we've seen a lot of the commentary go from these very vague ideals where we do just talk about carbon and energy and and our aspirations to now getting down to, I suppose, the nuts and bolts of it. But in terms of the nuts and bolts of it, like what are the drivers? We're talking about common metrics and I'd like to kind of detail a few, but you might just talk us through some of the drivers of those? Like, is it going to be funding? Is it going to be regulation? What are the real drivers?
1: There's three. Okay, if you had to distill it down to the most overwhelming forces moving our industry forward on sustainability. It used to be about five years ago, that we would say number one driver in order of magnitude was investor pressure. I think that's actually been supplanted by what was historically number two driver, regulatory pressure. Think those have flip-flopped. So investor pressure is your sovereigns, your endowments, your, your, your institutional money coming into the real estate business who have, thanks to especially some of the Dutch pension funds, APG, PGGM, begun to understand that there's material risk and possibly reward in sustainability. And they insist then that owners and operators disclose and understand and act on those things. So the money really began to move the markets, But then the regulators who have their national concerns or uh, their societal concerns are looking at 40% of global carbon emissions coming from our sector, right? Real estate, broadly writ, and saying, I'm going to come to you and ask you for your help in transforming my economy. So now regulation has really come second. But the third driver, it's the occupier. It's the customer. We were talking before this recording began around meta or Amazon or some of the big American tech companies, and frankly, financial institutions and pick anyone else of any size, they have their own sustainability concerns for their stakeholders. But guess what? We're relying on the fact that much of what they see as their environmental impact is coming from the warehouses, the office buildings, the data centers that they occupy or otherwise utilize in their businesses. Think about Amazon. What is Amazon? Warehouses to ship their products to our doors. Data centers to power AWS. Office buildings to house all their employees and so on. So real estate's an enormous piece of the corporate experience. And therefore, they look at the landlord and say, I need your help on this. So those are the three drivers.
0: So where does measurable come in?
1: Across that entire spectrum. Our vision is to be the industry's indispensable platform for ESG. And we say for meter, to market. What does that mean? Meter means the internal building operations, the boilers, the chillers, the elevators, the the things that the indoor air quality the HVAC, the things that make that individual building work. And then what we bring to bear a technology product to help that thing improve, especially around recommending the measures for decarbonization. But that's just one building. Your clientele, your audience probably owns many buildings. Some of our customers own thousands of buildings around the world. We need to bring ESG considerations, not just from an operational perspective, but through that entire portfolio, physical climate risk exposure, uh, disclosure to investors and regulators for the whole entity, DEI, policies, procedures of the governance of that portfolio, that REIT, that asset manager, or that corporate but that's still not good enough. You need to take that information all the way to market, because I like to say that real estate is debt and equity and brick and mortar. You have to be able to do both the operational and the capital. So if you're not bringing your ESG data to bear, when you go and issue a bond as a REIT and make that a green bond and get the benefit of a a lower interest rate, then you are missing some of the biggest rewards and opportunities around ESG. And they're not in the individual building. They're actually all the way out with the sovereign, the pension, or uh, the public investor.
0: So who and are we've operated that whole spectrum. Very good. So talk to me about your customers. Um, profile your typical customers. And what problems are you directly addressing? Like how are you helping them to meet their ESG goals?
1: Sure. Well, let's use that same meter to market. sort of. that's that real estate experience, let's kind of step through some use cases, right? So a use case in an individual owner-operator experience is especially decarbonization. They need to actually draw a straight line back from, I have a net zero by 2030 obligation or ambition. But that actually means way down in some building, some light bulb needs to get changed. You actually have to draw a line digitally to know, well, what... (laughs) what light bulb on what floor of what building? What is the ROI of that energy conservation measure, for example? How did that then impact the overall portfolio's transition to net zero? And that's a digital uh, uh, wheel that we spin in our product solution. Now, if we want to go back out and look at that green bond example, what that actually means is a promise to capital That I will take these dollars and invest in whatever the purpose of that bond is. For example, it could be certification of Bream to the assets that we think indicates a proxy for greener assets. But you need to be able to prove that. You need to be able to report on that. How many assets have I certified? At what level? When do those things uh, get into the portfolio? What's their expiration? And what is the carbon and or other co-benefits of that certification? That all needs to get back out and continuously report as a digital thread that you have to draw through that. Right, So those are some basic use cases, of the building or the capital level that are really defining now the real estate experience. Um, and we can go one more step is I think people miss this one is the insurance. Virtually every building's got a loan. Yes, every building's also got an insurance policy on it. That insurance is getting a little bit trickier and much more expensive because those insurers are worried about your physical climate risk exposure and your transition risk. You need to know that before you buy the building, not just after you own it. So you know what your cost of carry is both with respect to debt and insurance we provide tools for that as well
0: and um, let's break down some of the specifics around the tools because obviously you know over the last five six seven years the proliferation of IOT devices being put into smart buildings mm-hmm. you know it's 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 really wide ranging so as a platform is it your um is your remit essentially to provide integrations with all of the different IOT sensors that are across a smart building, whether it's from smart elevators to air quality sensors to uh, space finding and wayfinding within the building.
1: That's right. You need to have a software that's elastic. Remember, many owners don't just own in downtown Dublin. They own across the European continent, right, or across Asia Pacific, North America and Europe. And you're going to see very different hardware and state of technology in those buildings. Some will be as simple as a BMS, building management system, um, and some may be as sophisticated as having a lot of the kit that you just described. So uh, an organization like Measurable, which we do, we need to be able to liaise with all of those hardware experiences and devices and bring that into a single distilled experience for for the building around what to do and how to improve it at the device level. So that's just a basic technology mandate these days that we have to live up to. And
0: um, in terms of, uh, one of the things that I was really surprised by, just it, only in the last number of years, we, t- you know, speaking to occupiers of new buildings, newly newly developed buildings, and they were talking about uh, these new buildings could have 50-year-old BMS uh, going into them, um, which doesn't make sense at all. And And only in very recent weeks, I spoke with one of the, the big four um, consultancy practices here in Ireland. And they talked about the shortage of headquarters quality um, office space in Dublin. And I was surprised to hear that because actually we have some, we have quite a lot of office development, high quality. um, But what I was surprised to learn was that actually it doesn't all hit the ESG metrics that occupiers going in have and these are buildings that would have been built since 2014 so in terms of Irish building regulations should be compliant now um, and yet perhaps aren't so and I'm not sure where that downfall is is it you know, maybe there was a lack of understanding or maybe a lack of appreciation even 10 years ago when we knew a lot of this regulation was coming down the track. Maybe there was a lack of appreciation or taking it seriously or thinking maybe that retrofit was going to be the way to get there. But the difficulty we have, and it all comes back to, um, you know, you said it at the start. Can we trust the data? You know, the quality of data that you're getting in um, are you? Are the buildings set up to be able to provide the quality of data you need?
1: The, every building on planet Earth, maybe with the exception of igloos, has a really favorable aspect to it that um, makes it our industry particularly well suited to advancing on sustainability. It is stuck to the ground; it's not moving on you, and it's got meters on it. It is not actually the case, Carol that we need to have device level data on every nook and cranny of every building everywhere in the world in order to succeed on sustainability. We actually need to meet the market where it is, the many millions and millions of buildings around planet Earth that have the couple characteristics characteristics that I just described. And we have technology that will connect directly to those utilities, pull in in as granular fashion as those utilities provide, Meaningful information on the building's operational performance. And you can start to do a lot with that. I know it sounds simple or basic, but you can now understand peer relative performance. Give me your building's basic characteristics. Give me your building's basic operating profile. And I can give you a good view of what building in your portfolio needs investment or is underperforming relative to peers. We actually have a solution. You can just type in an address, peer basic characteristics. It's called Climate Due Diligence Scan. And you can get exactly what I'm describing, including. Things like physical climate risk, energy intensity, carbon intensity uh, on demand via API or via a user interface. So this is a breakthrough and getting us to a new level of what I like to call data competency. I'm not saying that we now know for everyone building what light bulb to change. That takes the second step that you're describing of more device level and real-time fidelity. But I am actually saying there's good news here. For our industry, we have an asset that is inherently measurable, unintended. We can get to data competency and make good operating decisions and capital decisions from that minimum threshold of data competency. I hope that makes sense. That should be a great relief to a lot of owners around the world.
0: And actually, I think that that's a great starting point as well uh, for real estate owners who might fear that they don't want to get into any sort of measurement until they have carried out certain works or until they're at a certain stage so i think that 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 will be great as a starting point for people who are maybe only uh, exploring this or at the earlier stages of their journey and um, matt i understand that measurable has clients in ireland um and but the, given the fact that you operate globally is there anything you can tell us maybe about the performance of um the irish sector and maybe irish and uk you know relative to global performance, like how seriously is the industry taking ESG um, and how well are they going? You know, I appreciate this as a journey, but can you give us some indication as to where you think Ireland and possibly Ireland and the UK are on this journey?
1: Sure. Well, I, I share with you, I made my very first trip out to Dublin um, just at the end of last year. And so I have not personally walked around and really toured all your property stock and, and not in a position to say, our system, however, is. We actually already generate municipal, city, state, country-level benchmarks globally. You can compare Paris to uh, Brussels to Dublin uh, for office building, what average performance looks like. So I'd have to defer back to our technology and say, well, how is that market doing? Um, and that would be not just office. We would want to look at maybe multifamily. We would want to look at other product types and see, because the story is very different.
0: Mm-hmm. based
1: on the local concerns and the local building stock, what they've invested in or haven't. Uh, but my, here's my best guess. Across Europe, you have the best and firmest and clearest regulation, not that it's not moving swiftly. EU EPCs is a great example of this. Um, but you have a very old building stock. It's this tension between a sophistication and policy and a reality on the ground of brick and mortar. So I think there's a lot to like here and a big Challenge here now. America, I'm sitting out in Southwest Colorado. Our cities are relatively new. I'm not suggesting that everything we built in the 50s and 60s or post-war um, is is shiny and pristine, but it isn't 250 or a thousand years old. <laughs> so, and if you go to some of the newer cities like Singapore. Um, you, you see that they're already set up for success uh, because it's very homogeneous building stock and it's very modern. So it's just about what is the the, the circumstance of your heritage, your economy, and where the building stock is, and then relative performance, not absolute relative performance to improve.
0: Very good. And um, before we finish up today, Matt, you know, Measurable has certainly been a success story in terms of. PropTech, and I would venture into an overlap with climate tech here. Uh, what's your long-term vision for the company?
1: I shared earlier that we want to be the, the industry's indispensable platform for the entire ESG experience. I don't care if you own, lend, lease, insure, securitize, rate um, your ratings agency. You're looking back at a commercial mortgage back here. I want to be a participant, a partner to the industry. If we can do this, Carol, we can make a movement in the global imperative of addressing climate change and frankly, more profitable and resilient buildings, uh, full stop. So that's what I see for our company is a very large, not that we're not of significance yet, but a publicly traded uh, partner to the global industry, providing the digital tools for that transformation.
0: Excellent. and Best of luck to yourself and the measurable team for that. And I like when you described that as almost um, a movement, because actually, I think that's what needs to happen across the real estate sector right now. It is, it, it does feel like that. And you started the interview by saying that we're at quite an inflection point there. And I think that's absolutely true. And that happens, that happens on foot of a movement. And I think that that's probably the stage we're at now which is quite exciting so thank you so much for sharing your journey so far and I look forward to seeing how that develops um, and that's all we have time for today so my thanks to Matt for joining us and sharing thank his expertise care. and um, that was Matt, C- uh, Matt Ellis CEO and co-founder of Measurable so my thanks to the producer Katie Talon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other real estate and construction shows from around the world on iProperty Radio Before we go, we'd like to give a special word of thanks to our sponsor, PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors and indeed industry leaders. Um, Thank you for making these conversations possible. And my thanks to you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of the PropTech Seat here on iProperty Radio.